This episode has been brought to you by me and my business, Lauren Grace Inspirations. I am a channel of the light and work with spirit guides, angels, the higher self, and passed over loved ones to provide you with support, clarity, and encouragement. Using oracle cards, mediumship, and clairvoyance, my readings will leave you feeling comforted and empowered. I have various reading options available, ranging from 30-minute readings to 60-minute readings to group sessions. I also work with professionals to help them gain clarity in business and life purpose. To book a reading with me, simply head to laurengraceinspirations.com. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Lauren Grace here, and I'm joined today by the fabulous Julie Ryan. She is a psychic and medical intuitive. Julie Ryan can sense what medical conditions and illnesses a person has and facilitate energetic healings. She can communicate with spirits both alive and dead. She can scan animals, access people's past lives, and remove ghosts from homes and other buildings. And she can tell how close to death someone is. Her book, Angelic Attendance, What Really Happens as We Transition from This Life into the Next, describes a series of events that involves angels, multitudes of deceased family and friends, the spirits of deceased pets, and countless serendipitous and miraculous moments. And I've read it, and it's fabulous. Julie's children's books, Angel Messages for Kids and Angel Messages for Dogs, are picture books that have angels answering kids' tough questions each week. Julie scans callers on her Ask Julie Ryan podcast, which is heard by millions in over 100 countries throughout the world. Julie is a businesswoman, an inventor, an author, a podcaster, and a serial entrepreneur. Her surgical device inventions are sold globally, and she has founded nine companies in five different industries. Julie's psychic and medical intuitive skills are learned, and she is joining me and you to give us a little bit of training all about spirit guides and we're also going to talk a little bit about enlightenment julie thank you so much i can't wait to talk to you today always a delight to get to be with you you are one of my faves on the planet so what a joy always to be in your presence girl thank you and i will say that your kids book i wanted to add this in that the uh the illustrations in that book as well are just so extraordinarily beautiful and um there's so much there's so much to be found within those books so yes just well we're going to offer free copies to everybody that wants them so yes well, and i and i and i have some here and there are four of them now lauren four of them or kids books. Wow. Wow. Beautiful. Okay. Well, we'll put a link to that in the comments here as well. So um, you watching in the expo, you can just go ahead and you can click through and, and get a copy of those. So let's talk about the subject of spirit guides. And today we're going to really niche down on that subject. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to get some, um, you know, some training, I guess, from you in terms of the spirit guide thing is that I feel like we have these untapped 
resources that are on our right and our left and behind and in front of us and that we're not always really maybe cognizant of of who they are, maybe their story, even how to invite them in. So can you talk to me a little bit about your relationship with spirit guides? How would you define a spirit guide? Spirit guide is just energy. We're all spirits connected to a body having a human experience. And we're all made in the image and likeness of God in spirit form, I believe. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. God, source, whatever. Yeah. It's all the same thing. And we, I think, tend to complicate things in our human existence. And it's not hard. Everybody's been doing it since the beginning of time. And we all have the ability when we come in, when we're born. All you have to do is just understand that your head's like a big satellite dish. And in order to connect with any spirit, whether it's attached to a body or not, whether it's in heaven, that's what I call non-physical is heaven, just because it's easier for me to understand, or whether it's attached to a body, all we have to do is think of somebody. And it doesn't matter whether you knew them or not. If you want to talk to your deceased grandmother, you think of her, you want to talk to Elvis, you want, you want to talk to Moses or Mother Teresa or whomever, it doesn't matter. You just think of them. And then that tunes your satellite dish head to that spirit's frequency because every spirit has a frequency they keep throughout all of their lifetimes. And when we do that, Lauren, it, it opens up a two-way channel, kind of like a two-way radio channel. And we can communicate with any spirit, again, whether we knew them or not, it doesn't matter. So we just say something to them and we're going to hear an answer in our head. And it's going to come in as fast as we can snap our fingers and sometimes before. And that's because time doesn't exist in the spirit world. Time's a human creation. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes spirit already has our thought, our question or our statement before we've even had the opportunity to think it all the way. And all yes. we'll, we'll think, well, how could that be an answer? I haven't even finished thinking my thought. That's how fast it works. When we think about an answer for a second, for over a second, that's our brain talking to us. Ah. So, yeah. The other couple of other important things to remember, Lauren, number one, spirits are really literal. So be cognizant of how you're asking questions if you're looking for guidance. For example, right. if you say, hey, mom, are we going to enjoy watching the movie? And you hear a yes in your head instantly. And you're watching some movie on TV tonight and it's awful. And you're thinking, what the heck, mom? This movie's <laughs> terrible. Well, the way you ask the question could pertain to any movie that you're going to watch throughout the rest of your life. You weren't specific. If, however, you would have said, hey, mom, are we going to enjoy watching Frozen 2 on Disney Plus this evening? And you hear a yes. Well, see, that's specific. And so remember, when we're looking for advice, we want to be very concise, very, uh, very specific, because the answer we get, how applicable the answer we get is always going to be predicated on how we ask the question. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Something else. Spirit's always going to tell us something that either feels neutral or good. And people will say to me every once in a while, well, 
I got this spirit around me and it's an evil spirit. And he's saying all these really awful things. And I'll say, that's your brain. Spirit's pure love. This whole evil spirit thing is all made up by man to control other men. You know, you think about the cultures, the religions that have all propagated all this evil spirit thing. Well, what's the best way to control people? Fear, right? It's yeah, nonsense. Yeah. All spirits are pure love. Keep people small so they don't understand their power and want to step out and be brave. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So keep that in mind too. A spirit's never going to say, you are you know, you're just an ugly woman who drools. It's not going to happen. No. Ever. So keep that in mind too. And then the other thing is when we connect with spirit, whether it's somebody we knew or not, we're, we're opening that communication and we have access to universal intelligence, which is anything we want to know. My gosh, you know, what a benefit to being able to communicate with spirit. And as far as spirit guides go, spirit guides appear to me as versions of father time in my mind's eye. If I'm looking at your spirit guides, for instance, if you say, Hey, Julie, check out, you know, do I have a spirit guide? Normally I'll see seven, which is spiritual perfection in the Bible in numerology. Number yeah. seven means spiritual perfection. I'll see seven spirit guides behind you in an, in a horseshoe. And they'll look like different versions of father time or picture Dumbledore in the Harry Potter movies or Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movies, old man, white hair, long white hair, white beard, white gown. Is that what they really look like? No, that's how they appear to me. So I know they're spirit guides. And then when we talk to the individual ones, they'll morph into looking like what they looked like in the life that they live, lifetime that they live, that correlates with what they're advising us about. For instance, I was talking to a woman a couple of days ago, who's a client. She wanted to talk to her spirit guide, her main spirit guide. We got the guy's name. It was like Jeffrey Olson. And I even got the spelling. It was O-L-S-E-N, not O-N, not Olson with an O-N. And I said, he, so he shows up at this, as this looking like Dumbledore kind of a character. And then as soon as we start talking to him, he morphs into this guy that looks like he's on a safari. He's got an Indiana Jones hat on. He's got the the khaki shirt, you know, with the buttons, button um, pockets and stuff like that. He's in a Jeep. He's riding through the, the jungle and la, 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 la. Well, we find out that this guy's a botanist and he's advising my client who's a river biologist <laughs> because... You know, the jungle and the rivers are all part of the same ecosystem. And so he's helping her with information that can help her do her work. And so it's fascinating to be able oh to talk to God. spirit guides. So much fun. We got we got the year that he lived, that he was the botanist and where it was and, and all of that. That is amazing. Okay. I have basically 25 pages of notes here. Not really, maybe two, but I've got, there's so many different points that I want to go through 
You know, I feel like you just kind of dropped all of these like big, beautiful, like knowledge bombs for everybody. So, you know, I kind of feel like people have to go back and probably listen to everything you've just said, because there's so many nuggets of wisdom. I'm just going to quite just summarize a couple of different things here, if I may. Okay. Number one, I feel like this is a little bit advanced, but I really learned a huge lesson from you. So uh, when you're a medium like Julia myself, and you can connect with spirit and see spirit, sometimes it can be confusing to know whether or not you're talking to a passed over loved one or sometimes a spirit guide. Maybe I can't speak for you, Julie, so I'll just say for me, but I love the idea of you kind of having that intention or declaring that that's how your guides come in initially to give you that really point of direction. So I love that. So if someone at home is listening and they're doing this kind of work, you know, that's a really cool tip. You know, that's something that I'd like to bring in right away so that I know, okay, I can see a spirit guide here. And then they take their actual and in uh, their norm, their form that, you know, the way like the botanist sort of said. So that's such an awesome tip. Thank you for that. Did you always start doing that or did you make that as an intention or and a gateway to sort of help you to discern? It's just how it came, how it came in. What I find Lauren is that spirit's always going to communicate with us in a way that we can understand. Yeah. So it's going to be based on our frame of reference. For example, angels look to me like big beings, big wings, white gown, barefoot, rope belt at the waist, all of that. Is that what angels really look like? Who knows? That's what they look like to me. Cause that's how I was taught. They look Yeah. as a child growing up and attending Catholic schools for 12 years. And it, it they look like the statuary and the paintings, somebody that's in an indigenous culture that hasn't been exposed to those paintings and statuary may see angel energy as a blob of purple, like a ball of purple energy. So spirit's always going to communicate with us in a way that it makes sense to us. Mm-hmm. And, and then we go from there. So no spirit guides just showed up like that. And then yeah. they showed up several times. So I just know that's what spirit guides look like. And then when we hone in on them and in a lot of ways, how we do that is who's the main spirit guide, the main spirit guide, as I perceive it, Lauren is always at the person's right shoulder in that horseshoe behind them. And then uh, I'll say, okay, are there any spirit guides that Lauren has that are advising her on how to be a good dog mom? (laughs) And maybe there'll be a spirit guide that'll show up who was a veterinarian or a dog trainer or somebody like that. And then we'll talk to them and we'll get their name and we'll get where they lived, what they did, the year that they lived and all of that. And it's really fun because oftentimes we can corroborate that information with historic documents that we can find online. Oh, that's so fascinating. So you did talk about having, you know, in your, you know, seven spirit guides, main spirit guides. So I always learned, uh, you know, and obviously this is what makes such fascinating conversation. I was always, I always taught that we have basically one main spirit guide, the one that really sticks to us. And then we have, um, sometimes we have other guides like a doorkeeper, protector guide, or a gatekeeper. There's different guides in that way. So they play different roles. And then we have those guides that are sort of interchangeable. So for example, when I got my dog, I would have a dog guide who (laughs) probably should have been a little bit more proactive with me, to be fair. 
but you know, we might have someone like that that comes in or, you know, learning mediumship, someone might come in to assist with that. And then they might leave. It's almost the whole, you know, coming in for a season to really assist somebody along their journey based on the different, you know, things that they're working with. And in a, in a couple of minutes, I do want to get you to expand a little bit more on the idea of making an intention to connect with a guide that can help you with something, for example, manifesting or, or maybe, um, you know, I don't know, writing a book or things like that. So I guess my question to you is, do you think that out of the seven, do those seven stick with you the whole time? Are they interchangeable? I think they're interchangeable. The The spirit that sticks with us, with us the whole time in my experience has been our guardian angel. And our guardian angel stays with us in all of our lifetimes, even in between lifetimes when we're back in, in heaven, as I call it, in non-physical. Spirit guys to your point, I agree with you come in at different times, but they can stay with us for a long time. For instance, my main spirit guide is a dead Pope named Pope Clement the sixth. And he was in office during the black plague and is best known for his prayers for the dying and his prayers for the dead. Well, he's been the one that's been, you know, poking me in the rear end to publish a book about what happens as somebody is dying and all of that. And, and I have these very lively discussions with him after all these years. However, I don't argue with him. I don't debate with him because he's a spirit. He's got access to universal energy. I mean, <laughs> what the heck do I know? But early on I did. And he'd say, just do it, just do it. And then he'd be really patient when I'd say, well, I can't do it for this reason. I can't do it for that reason. He's like, yeah, whatever, just do it. <laughs> and so He's front and center and he, and I'll call him in when I need something, or if I'm being led to do something, like something will keep showing up in my life. And somebody will say, for instance, my trainings I do on, I have one online and my live training I'm taking on the road. Hopefully I'll come down to you at some point. Yes. Please. And, and, uh, and so I was being led because I had several clients say to me, you know, can you teach this in person? My God, the vibe online is huge. Can we do this in person? And so I had two people in one day ask me back to back, back to back clients ask me that. And so I called in Pope Clement on my lunch break and I said, am I supposed to teach a class like live? <laughs> And he, you know, I think I think I just crack him up because he I I heard him go like duh yeah <laughs> duh so then everything unfolds so my point in that is we depending on what we're thinking about at any given time and we have spirit guides that will be like advising you on your dog advising you on your mediumship advising you on whatever. Those are just the ones that are up front. We have minions of support from spirit and angels and all of that. Really important point here though. When we focus on the spirit guides and the angels and our deceased loved ones, we get in the weeds. We get stuck in the weeds because spirit is all the same thing. Spirit is energy. We're all made in the image and likeness of God. Energy will appear to us in the form of a dead Pope, in the form of a deceased loved one, like a grandmother, in the form of a guardian angel to help us have some understanding from a human perspective, Right. but it's all spirit. It's like 
they're a drop in of water in the ocean, but they're all the ocean. Now, yeah. For those of us in human form, we kind of, it makes my brain want to explode when I think too much about it. So I know that in the background, people will say, well, when I do energy healing and medical intuition stuff, people will say, well, you know, are you working with guides or surgeons? I said, I'm working with spirit. And they'll say, well, what spirit? Spirit is all of it. I don't differentiate. Yeah. Yeah. But we're so literal. I remember I I interviewed someone a little while ago on the Afterlight podcast, and you know she was talking about exactly what you said. She's basically saying that all of our spirit guides are essentially energy personified, <laughs> right? And I kind of went, "What?" And that was the first time. This is the second time I've I've heard that explained that way, and it does make sense. You know, as humans, we kind of need to compartmentalize people. You know, like Julie's my friend, so I know Julie. But if you were kind of just energy, it would be difficult for me to maybe create that relationship or something, or, you know, tap into this particular conversation I want to have with you. So I can understand that we do need to cart, um, to kind of put things into like different categories to make things clear for our human brains, but it's such a fascinating concept that everything just is as it is. I remember I was reading the book uh, by Claire Stone, the female archangels, and she was talking about Archangel um, Michael, I think with cutting the cords. And then she was basically talking about, well, why don't you bring in your own higher self to do it? Why do you have to get Archangel Michael to do it? And that was the first time that I sort of had been presented with the idea of having the power to be able to do that stuff myself. But, you know, when we go back to what you've just been talking about, well, we have that unlimited power within ourselves. We just don't give ourselves that credit. And I think a big part of that, isn't it, is the human thing that we talked about off the top, which is that we're inundated in fear. We're sort of suppressed with worry. We're not necessarily taught or encouraged to step into our power because then people are afraid of overdoing it. You know, yeah, it's it's a really big well, subject. I think you bring up a really good point in that because we're all think of for the mathematicians out there, we're all a fractal of God in spirit form. So a fractal has every component of source of spirit of God in it. And we have that. There are lots of schools of thought that most of our spirit stays in non-physical and we're playing roles, kind of like we're all starring in our own movie Mm -hmm. and that, things are an illusion. Well, that makes my head want to explode. I was going, what? Yeah. But a lot of these concepts that don't make sense to me right away, Lauren, I'll go to the place where, is it feasible? I guess I'll know when I go back to non-physical, but I don't, I, I don't have to understand all of this. What I can do is I can utilize the skills that I've developed and continue to develop to help me create, to help me live a more joyful life, to help me serve others. And I picture all of us being on a stairway to heaven, like the song back when I was growing up. And, and it's, we go up that stairway in the different steps that we climb, we're able to hold higher and higher frequencies of vibration at higher and higher levels. And our bodies get used to holding that vibration And then we'll get an upgrade to a higher level. And more and more of this stuff feels acceptable to us. 
we 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 don't have to question everything. We just go, okay, yeah, okay. Well, is it feasible? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know in my medical intuition and energy healing practice, and I work with people all over the world remotely. And in that practice, I continue to see higher and higher levels of healings of things that haven't been invented yet, but I'm watching the energy do a healing on somebody. And then the person goes to have a scan at the doctor's office or something, maybe a hospital or wherever within a month, let's say, or a few weeks. And whatever we've worked on has been healed. Now it's not me doing it. It's spirit working through me and with me to send that healing to my client who then decides if they're going to integrate it. And if they do how they're going to integrate it, like when you have surgery at the end of a procedure, the surgeon's going to close the incision with sutures and staples. The surgeon doesn't make the patient's skin grow back. The patient makes their own skin grow back. And that's how this works as well. Wow. It's amazing. I do want to talk to you in a few minutes, a little bit about enlightenment and whether or not you can share some signs of awakening and achieving those upper levels. And what's really interesting about that as well is that, you know, as we upgrade, you know, things that are affecting other people on different levels, and it's not a hierarchy or anything, it's just a fact, you know, may not no longer touch you as you continue to elevate. And I think that, you know, that's going to be a really interesting subject. Before that, though, I do need to go back for a minute. Um, Just when you were talking about talking to, um, you know, Pope Clements on the, during your lunch break, you know, and it was making me think about, okay, right. So people need to remember that we have to make an intention and and create a connection with our spirit guides. So do you find that that's just sort of innate for you that, you know, when you're asking for maybe support or a suggestion, it's just kind of without like, it's it's just obvious that you're asking your guides or, you know, source energy for that. Do you need to be really aware and go, Hey, I really want some support from my guides or somebody who's qualified to assist me with blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, with that saying, I also want to know whether or not you have any tips or suggestions for how to continue to bridge that relationship. We know our guides are personified, but regardless, we're still looking at them as their own entity, you know, because that's just an easier way of doing it. Do you ever ask him a little bit about himself? Do you kind of find out why he chose to work with you? Uh, yeah, big questions, Julie, but you can handle it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't, but those are really good. I'll, I'll ask him and then I'll let you know what he okay. says. But well, he showed up after my mother died. And I talk about this in my book, Angelic Attendance. And he said, you're supposed to teach the world what happens when somebody dies. And I said, I'm not doing that. I'm a businesswoman. Forget it. People are going to think I'm nuts. And he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Just go on and do it. And I had worked with several families who had a loved one who was dying at this point. And I see what I have coined the 12 phases of transition, which is a series of events. As you so eloquently stated in the opening, it's a series of events that involves angels and the spirits of deceased loved ones and the spirits of deceased pets. And so he was, he was really uh, motivating me to do that. And I was worried that it was going to ruin my life. If I came out of the closet that I could do all this stuff. Well, what's happened is people all over the world, the, the emails and the letters I get from families who say, oh my goodness, the comfort 
this information brings. Fast forward a few years, university-based research now shows that 90% of people at the end of their lives see the spirits of deceased loved ones and pets. And I say, I always love it when science catches up with woo-woo because woo-woo's been around a whole lot longer. Yeah. So I, I believe that we can communicate with any spirit at any time, whether it's big spirit, whether it's a, a spirit guide. And what I teach is you turn it on and off at will. I just, I just think of him. Like I said earlier, it turns my satellite dish head to his frequency that he yeah. keeps throughout all of his lifetimes. And then it opens a, a two-way radio channel and I'll say, hey, am I supposed to do this live training thing? And, and he'll give me grief and go, yeah, like, duh, <laughs> which is funny, yeah. but he'll, he'll do that. And then oftentimes, and I teach people who call into my show and also my students and my clients. If you have a question, you don't have to think of a specific dead person. You just mm. ask, ask it, preface it with, is it in my best interest to, and then finish the sentence. Is it in my best interest to hire a dog trainer for my puppy? You're going to hear a yes or no instantly. If you have a more involved question, ask whatever the question is, expand on it keep drilling down, ask more and more questions, but always preface it is, is it in my best interest too? Is it in Lauren's best interest too? If you're asking on behalf of somebody else. Mm -hmm. And then you have big spirit, you have all the minions, you have energy that's answering you. The reason why I really like to do it that way, Lauren, is because there's so many variables that come in to affect an outcome. And yes. when I, I have found that when we preface it with, is it in my best interest to the question, when we're looking for guidance, what happens is we're going to get led in a way that's got to be in our best interest, regardless of the variables. Right. I, I tell people if a psychic says to them, well, I have a 100% success rate. And yes. You're going to marry your childhood sweetheart on June 10th of 2023 at 3 PM in the afternoon. Yeah. Good luck with that. Somebody says, you know, they have a great um, track record. Good for them. But all we can do is parlay the information we get from spirit at any moment could be different later in the day, next week, next month, next year. So don't sell the farm based on what you hear from a psychic or a medium. They can give you what the information is at that moment in time. Yeah. And then you've got a bazillion variables. You've got other people's free will. You've got global pandemics. you got weather. you got whatever that hasn't been decided yet. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So I love what you're talking about. You're basically saying that, you know, you want to create an intention to, you know, connect with your, your guides or source energy. And you want to put the intention out there, you know, if it's in the best interest of one of the things that I do for the highest good of all concerned is one of the lines that I always use as well. And, you know, but you're not sort of sitting passively, you're going, you know what, I'm going to tap into this, I'm going to tap into this. And I think that, you know, sometimes what spirit gets frustrated, what I feel them talking to me about here, it, they're, they're just like trying to remind our listener is that, you know, we do need to be intentional and take that proactive step to go, I'm going to switch on my connection to source, or I'm going to switch it off kind of like what you were talking about. And I think a lot of people forget to switch it on. 
that they that they kind of get lost in their own like the horse the horse blinders are on and they're like going through the motions and trying to do everything on their own well and to your point about in somebody's highest good if you're communicating with spirit it's always going to be in somebody's highest good so oh, i'm good. not a fan of doing that okay because i, like I believe that. you go into fear like spirit's right. going to tell you something that's going to hurt somebody. Well, you're in fear. You're out of alignment with spirit when you do that. What so about you when can, you're manifesting? You don't matter. think you have to say, it's okay. all, no, because you, you go into fear and you lose the connection with spirit because spirit's pure love. Spirit's never going to do anything or give you guidance. It's going to be bad for you. But I know a lot of teachers teach that. I don't agree with it. I think cool. you kick yourself out of alignment. I think you are in fear. Fear is a low vibration. Spirit doesn't communicate on the feel crappy channels because the vibration is too low. So a couple of tips of how to get into alignment with spirit, stand in the superwoman pose, Superman pose, hands on your hips, legs spread apart, envision a geyser of energy coming up from the core of the earth, shooting out the top of your head. You're going to be in the Schumann resonance. You're going to be same frequency as spirit. Another technique that I've had come in from spirit is what I call the two minute rule. And I have a new book out about it called the two minute rule. And here's the gist. When we have a thought that comes into our head, it's always neutral. We give it a meaning once it comes into our head. So it's either going to feel neutral or good, which means you're in alignment. And that's true that it's a true thing that you're, you know, you're on the right path. Or if it feels badly, it's based in fear, two kinds of fear, rational fear, something's going to harm you or kill you, irrational fear, feels like it is, but it won't. 99.9% .9 of the thoughts we think are based in irrational fear and they're false. They're fake news. So here's how you tell, you ask yourself, is this going to kill me in the next two minutes? If you get a yes, that's a rational fear. Get out of the road before the truck runs you over. Change the conditions. If you hear a no, like, oh my gosh, if I don't get this answer right from my spirit guide, is that going to kill me in the next two minutes? And you get a no, because it's not, you know, that's an irrational fear. You're out of alignment. Get back in alignment. As soon as you ask that question, it gets you back in alignment. It lessens the fear enough, Lauren, that you get clarity back. Because what happens when we're in fear? We go into fight or flight. Our body yeah. does. Yeah. And we we're in a low vibration. Stress and yeah. Right. And yeah. the blood drains <laughs> from our brain, goes to our heart and extremities so that we can run away from the perceived fear. Even if it's, we're being, we're going to be late for an appointment. It feels like, oh my God, we're going to be late for an appointment. And blah, 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 blah. All this stuff lessens the fear enough. You get back into alignment and then you can get guidance from spirit, it comes in naturally. The other thing is when we're really upset, a really good thing is to go to sleep, take a nap, go to sleep at night, ask a question because we all come in with a high vibration of spirit. It's our factory preset, you know, condition as far as vibration. And when we sleep, our brains rest enough that we go back to a high vibe of spirit. And that's why spirit oftentimes will communicate in dreams or visions after we've been sleeping, because we go back to the factory preset of the high vibration. Yeah. And during the day we're busy and we're stressed and we have 
things that we're preoccupied with. And spirit's going, hey, Lauren, I'm trying to get this information to you, but you got to change the channel. You're on the you're on the country music channel, and you need to be on the classic rock channel. Yeah, you know, just as an example. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm not a fan of we're gonna do this in so and so's highest good. You've just knocked yourself out of alignment. With I love that. that. Thank you. That's the yeah. I love, and that's one of the reasons why I love having these conversations is because sometimes. We learned something 20 years ago that we just always, you know, keep going and we don't necessarily question it. And it's important to discern as we get older as well, whether or not something is in line with, you know, who we are and moving forward. So I'm definitely going to remove that from my, my vocabulary and see how it goes. Cause that's always something that I've always added at the end of everything. Well, prayer is fabulous. Prayer is a form of meditation. Prayer is a high vibe thing, yes. but when you're communicating with spirit on behalf of somebody else in their highest good, spirit's never going to do anything that's going to be detrimental to somebody. And, and that's what I teach in my classes too, about the medical intuition and energy healing. I say spirit, if you're in touch with spirit and spirits working through you and with you, you don't need to worry about causing any harm because spirit is never going to cause any harm. It's pure love when you get messages coming through to you from other people, uh, like let's say past over loved ones, spirit guides, that sort of thing coming through in a reading, for example, do you give all the information because you trust that you're getting the information you're meant to, or do you put it through your own filter and discern? I never edit anything I get ever, 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 ever. Because who in the heck am I to to decide what what somebody needs to hear? That's yeah. correct. Why would yeah. I ever get something that I wasn't supposed to bring up? You won't, you won't. And everything's healable. So people say, well, do you tell somebody if they have cancer? I say, heck yes. I tell them if I'm seeing cancer because, and then I'll say, go, you need to go get this checked because I'm seeing something that looks malignant. It looks like it's metastasized and everything's healable. Let's do the healing on it. And best case scenario, they go get it checked and it's not malignant. Well, okay. Did the healing work? Good chance it did, or it is malignant and the healing's already happened on the energetic level, but it needs the other part of the healing equation Mm. in the form of some kind of Eastern or Western medical intervention. And that's all part of the healing equation. I had a client last week who the first uh, first thing that his dad spirit who was in heaven was started saying to me was he was showing me walnut orchards and talking about walnuts and walnut trees this guy lived in southern california they don't have walnut trees in southern california and i said does that mean anything to you and he started laughing and he said yeah i grew up in walnut creek california in northern california in a neighborhood that had been a former walnut grove. And he said there were walnut trees throughout my whole yard growing up. And we used to pick them up and we'd crack them and we'd eat them. And I said, well, that's just your dad letting you know that it's really him with whom we're communicating. So spirit's going to give us little snippets of things like that. They're going to show us things. I find when I'm talking with, uh, with spirit on behalf of a client, Lauren, the conversation will start out like that with some things so that they'll kind of relax and go, okay, there's no way she would know that because I'm 60 years old and I didn't tell her where I grew up. Yeah. Number one. So that helps them relax. 
And then spirit comes in with more of a conversation. Like they'll talk in sentences and phrases and, and things like that. I equate it to priming the pump of a handheld water pump, Yes, you know, out on the, out on grandma's farm, you got to pump it a few times in order to get the water to flow. And so that's what I, what I experience. Oh, that's so wonderful. Just before we wrap up here, I do want to go into a little bit of the conversation about enlightenment, because you did talk about, you know, um, raising the vibration. Uh, You did also talk about how you can, you've seen some of those shifts happening. You know, do you find that we're all lifting and, and um, maybe growing together? Are people on different ascension journeys? Uh, do when we raise our vibration, do we encourage people around it, around us to do the same? And on that level, you know, sometimes, at least for me, I'm not sure if this has happened to you, but sometimes I'll get really tired or fatigued or I'll feel overly emotional or something like that. And maybe it's that I'm, I'm just going through a human thing, or maybe I'm also processing and my body is needing to kind of rest as we move up, up the level, up the ladder, let's say any thoughts on that. Yes, several. First of all, you're going to be able to hold more and more vibration, higher levels of vibration. The longer you do this, the more you do it, the more validation you're going to get, the more validation you get, the more you're going to trust it. Right. So that's number one. Number two, people ask me all the time, do you get fatigued when you work? Uh, I'll normally do five clients a day and then the rest of my business stuff. And they'll say, well, are you exhausted at the end of the day? And I'll say, no, I'm jazzed. I need to ground afterwards because it's such a high vibe of spirit working through me and with me that yeah. it's fun. It's joyful. It's even if we're talking about some serious illness or something, we're doing the healing and everything can be healed. Sometimes death is the healing too. I always mention that when I'm talking to somebody. And I think initially people think, why is she telling me this? But then after we talk about it, and then after they read my angelic attendance book, they understand what's going on with that. As far as being able to affect other people's vibration, absolutely. I've read that that in our vicinity, up to 750 people, we can affect their vibration. I was wow. a volunteer for many years at a big university here in Alabama, where I live in the Southern United States. And there were 450 girls in this organization. And so when they would get together for meetings and things, and they'd be recruiting new, new members, I would be up on the balcony of this staircase and I would raise my vibration really high and it would raise the vibration of everybody in the room. So also I've done a lot of speaking on stages in front of big audiences for my business career, especially. And I would, I would do that superwoman pose. You'd find me in the ladies room in the stall in the superwoman pose before I went on stage with multiple jumbotrons. First of all, making sure I didn't have any spinach in my teeth, but also because I wanted to have my vibration really high so that when I walked on stage, before I even opened my mouth, people would resonate with the vibration, kind of like metronomes. If you put 50 metronomes in a room, all TikToking at different rates, they're all going to synchronize. So people are always going to synchronize with the highest vibration in the room. Now we don't have, I don't believe that it's our role 
to raise other people's vibration because all we can control is our vibration. Right. We can, can only control our thoughts, our experiences. We can't control anybody else because we can't control their thoughts. All we can do is have a high vibration in, in instances where it's warranted. They're going to vibrate and match us or not. We don't know what their spirit is wanting to explore in this lifetime. And people are either victims or they're creators. Well, there's no good or bad, no right or wrong in the spirit world. If somebody chooses to be a victim in this lifetime, they're benefiting from it in some way. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us are creators. We're creating, you know, we create all day long. That's why we come in. That's why we manifest is to create. So it's a stretch for most of us to believe there's no right or wrong, no good or bad in the spirit world. There is in the human world, we have a judgment, you know, we can't all go around killing each other, mm-hmm. but what we, when we understand that every experience is benefiting us in some way, even if it seems horrific at the time, we can always go back and say, look in hindsight and say, yeah, well, that was awful going through that. And here's how I grew from it. Here's what, how I benefited from it. I don't necessarily want to do it again, but here, here are the benefits that yeah. came. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all, you know, like you said, we're all on our own journey and we don't necessarily know what people signed up for. So it's about having that, you know, understanding and compassion, not sympathy. It's just that compassion to see that we're all doing the best we can with what we've got and what we came here to do, which is really important. So do you think that as we grow and evolve, there aren't, you know, I, I keep wanting to um, reference like ascension signs, signs that you're ascensioning, like you need to sleep a lot or, you know, do, does that apply to you? Yeah. No. no. So that's just like yeah. get some iron but or be out of bad the, night's the, sleep or something. The signs are uh, serendipitous <laughs> things happening. You think of somebody, you run into them, right? Quince. they call you, they text you, things like that. You uh, ask your deceased grandmother to send you a quarter and you're out on a walk the next morning and there's a quarter in the middle of the road. I mean, things like that where spirits validating what we're getting as far as information coming in from Mm -hmm. spirit. But as far as the physical thing, nah, not really. I, I do think, however, that it makes sense for us to be as healthy as we can. And there's a lot we can control with diet and exercise and things like that, that will help us with our vibration level. Cause when you feel crappy, you know, you're not on a high vibration. If you yeah. feel badly physically, you're not on a high vibration. You're worried about, Oh my gosh, what's wrong with my, my stomach. Why do I have stomach pains or what's going on with that? So yeah. I think what we can do to, um, to facilitate that is good. And and when we don't have any of that, we're dead. When we don't have any thoughts that feel badly, we're dead. Because that's how we create. When we know what we don't want, it helps us create what we do want. Yes, yes. I love that. Well, what a great conversation, my sister. Is there anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to bring up? Anything that you're interested in finding out about me or my services or whatever is at askjulieryan.com. I'm on Ask Julie Ryan on all the social media platforms. Anybody that wants a copy of my book, Angelic Attendance, what's, uh, ha- what happens when we transition from this life into the next, or if you want a copy of one of my children's books, we've got the two minute rule. We've got 
angel messages for dogs, angel messages for kids. We've got a whole angel messages series. And thank you for mentioning the drawings. The illustrations are really darling in these books. And so children love them. Just go to askjulieryan.com, click on the ask Julie button and just say, Hey, I heard you on Lauren's Lauren's conference and I'd love a free copy of your book and we'll send you a digital and an audio book download. So I'm happy to to do that as a free gift. Wonderful. Thank you, my sister. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Hi, thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday.